everyone remain calm. Back for more, huh? Oh, yeah. Ooh, ah, that's how it always starts. But then later there's running and then screaming. Somebody talk to me! What is happening? Welcome to Jurassic World. And now, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Jurassic Park Podcast. How long is it going to take for that to spread around the globe? This was all John Hammond's dream. Hold on to your butt. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 284th episode of the Jurassic Park Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Jost, and we're here to discuss all things Jurassic Park. In this episode, we are back with your letters and your calls for the Jurassic Mailbag. Jennifer Evans once again joins me to sift through the mailbag, get to the bottom of all of your thoughts and concerns for the month of August. So just in case you want to be a part of the next mailbag, uh, you can call our voicemail line at 732-825-7763. You can email us your audio files or your questions to jurassicparkpod at gmail.com, or you can head over to our contact page over on jurassicparkpodcast.com to fill out our contact form. Now, even though you haven't heard this month's episode just yet, we are already collecting questions for the next mailbag. There's been a lot to discuss and a lot of questions coming in, so if you want yours read, be sure to get them in, because I never know by the time I get towards the end of the mailbag. You see how long this episode is. I'm like, am I going to be able to read each one of these questions? So get yours in at your earliest convenience, and we'll make sure to take care of it in the next episode. So before we get started, I'd like to take care of some quick business. So last week over on YouTube, uh, I uploaded a toy hunt. I found a few items out at Target. So nothing, nothing too crazy, but uh, some fun new stuff out there. And then I also did a live stream where we talked about a huge range of topics, whether it was just loving Jurassic, uh, the kinds of things you love, uh, how to separate that between things you dislike. It was such an interesting conversation. We also talked about the Amber Collection, Isla Sorna, Camp Cretaceous, so many things that are just current on everybody's mind and uh, you will hear a lot of those in today's episode as well but it's just so much fun to get together with the live stream community each and every Wednesday night so thank you so much to everybody who joins us uh, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time every Wednesday night so we'll be doing that again this week so be sure to check it out again Uh, I don't know what we're going to talk about who knows I I feel like there's been a few things we can talk about but um, but anyway please check that out Wednesday nights 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and then this week week we also do have another toy hunt for you guys this is a common theme right toy hunts live streams something else um (laughs) but this week the toy hunt is uh pretty epic i feel like i mean as far as what is available right now with the toy drops uh over the past weekend it's just been amazing and it's so good to see really cool fun Jurassic products on the shelves right now and I am just so excited by the the things that are out there so please go check out our toy hunt for this week it should be up uh pretty soon if if it's not up already but uh yeah and I don't know what else we got we got a live stream we got we'll have some other stuff I'm sure uh but I think that's about it for the videos this week so that's all I have for you for the intro so why don't we go ahead and get this episode kicked off by diving into the Jurassic Mailbag. 
Jurassic Mailbag. 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 Jurassic Mailbag never fails. It makes me wag my dino tails and Brad and Jen, your Jurassic Mail. It's Jurassic Mailbag with Brad Jost and Jennifer Tarek. Welcome back, everybody, to the Jurassic Mailbag for the month of August. Uh, you know, every month, uh, or whenever we do get to these, because it hasn't been every month recently, I, I, I sit here and I'm like, how do I do this? And then I and then I literally do the exact same thing I do every month. So I'm like, why do I even question it? Because I do the same thing every time. Um, but here we are. It's August. <laughs> Guys, as always, can't believe it's August. It's here. We're like more than halfway through the year, and uh, I'm back with Jen. What's going on, Jen? How you doing? Hey, good. I feel like we're always bewildered about time. Every <laughs> single time, we're like, I can't believe time moves. Like, every <laughs> single time. That's why I like just tried to blow through it that time because I'm like, I do this every time. You guys know the drill. Like, I, I'm always like, oh, it's another month later. I don't know why I sound like Seinfeld there, but. Yeah, that's a thing. Um, but yeah, we've uh, we've got a, a lot, a lot, because I don't think we were, we didn't do ju- uh, July. I think we did June, but we did not do July. So yeah, so we've got some catching up. July. Uh, I, I I know, I know why. Because I don't remember Ju- July. <laughs> June was so crazy. Okay, so June was just like from from the start of June to the end of June was just out of control with content and posts and episodes. And then I did a trip in the middle of that and, and went on Velocicoaster. Mm, so there was like great. so much, so, so, and then that massive live stream in June um, and that live stream really kicked our butts because like it was just so much content to put together that by the time July came around, I'm like, okay, <laughs> I need to take a breath. And I, at the start of July or, or at the end of June, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm I think I'm going to take off July. I'm going to take off. I'm not going to do any episodes. And uh, definitely did every episode in July. So, whoops, I I did not stop. So that's my problem. (laughs) How are you doing with that that kind of issue? You doing the same? (laughs) I'm always doing the same. I think before we started, I mentioned how I when when Bryce is on a break, I go over to the vault and I'm doing the Jurassic vault. Like I just can't not do anything it's just awful and then i'm and josh is like take a break i'm like what <laughs> is a break i don't even know I don't what know that, that word like. <laughs> i can't do it i'm physically unable you had to like literally pull out a dictionary and like go to b and then go down you're like scrolling through to find b r e a i don't even know how to spell it what is it break oh okay <laughs> and then you read the definition you're like i've never heard this word before I don't no, know. No, I don't do that. I don't do that because the rice is filming now. And usually during <laughs> filming times, I'm like a little chill. But then like <laughs> those stills got released from somewhere magical. And then like the vault kind of took a life now. And yeah, it just I, never yeah. ends. I, I, I saw some some new post. It was like 40 something, right? New uh, new oh, pictures. I don't know. It was what. more than that. It was like oh, okay. 200. Oh, oh, wow. Okay. I was wrong. Um. Maybe there was, was a, a 40 in there somewhere that 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 somebody was talking about at one point in time. But, you know, that's Twitter when you're scrolling fast. I don't I can't read. 
And I don't know. I guess you can only, <laughs> yeah, you can only post so many on Twitter and then people probably were saving them. But the vault has all of them in the highest quality possible. And nice. a lot were from Fallen Kingdom. So there's like maybe a hundred uh, okay. in Jurassic World and like maybe, maybe 125 and then like the rest for Fallen Kingdom whenever I get to doing that. But yeah. <laughs> today we released those stills so if you're curious about those stills head over to jurassicvault.com all right well that's a word from our sponsor so why don't we go ahead and get into <laughs> the, the mailbag for august <laughs> that felt like a natural uh you know transition there so <laughs> that was perfect uh this first email is from bailey uh i think this is our first one yeah and it says uh hi brad and jen this is a long email, so hold on to oh, your butts. No. <laughs> I have a theory for the mailbag that is admittedly a little out there. Uh, I have come to agree with one of Brad's early theory. Wait, you've come to agree with one of my theories, and then you set it up by saying it's a little out there? Okay, cool. Uh, anyway, you have to agree with one of my theories. It's a little, uh, uh, one of my earlier theories that half from season two of Camp Cretaceous is still alive. The sounds uh, corresponding with Hap's death uh, were not uh, nearly as gruesome as the ones we heard with Tiff or the mercenary that was killed by Chaos and Limbo in Season 3. That being said, I really want to focus on the female helicopter pilot from Season 3. I believe it was in your Season 3 spoiler recap episode where you mentioned that she, the pilot, uh, could, have poss uh, could possibly have reappeared somewhere else in the franchise. I'm not sure where. I find it hard to believe that this pilot who seemingly uh, has no knowledge of dinosaurs, would be able to survive the three years that it would take for Mills to send Owen and Claire back to the island. Uh, what if she came across a possibly injured Hap, and together with Hap's experience and her still being in a fit condition, they managed to survive long enough for a rescue team to arrive? Like I said, this theory was a bit out there. Uh, besides listening to your podcast in my free time, I have, I've also started to plan and draw a comic following a paleo veterinarian working at Jurassic World years before the Indominus outbreak. Um, so my second question for you both is, if you were to make your own Jurassic comic, what would it be about? Sorry, I know this was a little long, but uh, thanks for taking the time to deal with my rambles anyway. Stay safe, stay Jurassic. Thank you, Bailey. Thank you. Um, so let's uh, let's oof, let's go into that second question real quick since we're right there. Um, if you were to make your own Jurassic comic, what would it be about? Oh, so easy. Okay, so it would be <laughs> about Claire's life from the very beginning of Jurassic Park all the way to where we are now with the in-betweens and like all the way, all from 1993 till now, like everything. Ooh. Okay, so it's kind of like a like a, a visual guide as far as like some of the things that we, we saw or read in like the evolution of Claire, where like you see her mm -hmm. reacting to things like you could see, you know, what she thought about Ian Malcolm and like him coming out and saying like, uh, guys, I saw dinosaurs. Um, or, you know, the, obviously the reaction to the, um, the, uh, the San Diego incident, stuff like that. That would be cool. Yep. The whole thing, the her whole experience living in like, the world of Jurassic, like the whole thing from the beginning, all the new stuff, anything in the papers, like any anything that influences if that influenced mm -hmm. any of her life decisions, like any projects that she would have done in college and so forth, and just everything, her goal to getting 
to the park and then the building of the park and then the maintaining of the park and then <laughs> in between um Jurassic World and Fallen Kingdom and also her stuff with when JP3 and all that like there's probably lots of stuff that happened in there and that and maybe like just add all that yeah. whole thing whole involvement whole perspective that would be my comic and it would be so great I would write uh, it can I write yeah. it you can you can you have my permission you you can you can go ahead start writing um i want to see it on my desk by uh tonight later on well i need to (laughs) learn two important skills drawing and writing (laughs) (laughs) and then for me to to for you to put it on my desk i need one skill is reading and because that you know is not a very good skill of mine um so (laughs) i like that i like that idea um i feel like mine i i've probably said this before in terms of a comic but um, I just want to see, like, the day-to-day at, at Jurassic World. And I think that would be a good mm-hmm. way to do it because unless it's, like, a, an animated show, um, you know, I guess, like, kind of like the Lego show does it but to a crazy scale where it's, like, you know, unbelievable. But, like, um, I think a comic would be a good way to do that where you can see the likes of Claire and Owen and and Lowry and, and uh, you know, all these people just interacting together. You got Barry there. Um, it would be really cool to see everybody just working at the park and dealing with just day-to-day stuff, not really big, you know, momentous things, but, like, you know, some fun stuff, get some insight into these characters, and then, like, you know, maybe make the story not necessarily about the, those people, but they interact with, like, a new character or something like that. Um, I think that would be something I'd be very, very interested in. If it's like, you know, say, say for instance, like the start of the comic is like a new character arriving for the same, you know, uh, mentorship program or whatever it was that Claire did, you know, like back in, you mm-hmm. know, the evolution of Claire, something like that. That could be really cool to see like how that character is introduced to the park and how they, work on a day-to-day basis how they have to go out to all these people and uh you know get some help i think that could be cool yeah i would just connecting all those pieces and just watching like just watching it and reading well, reading it's a comic i guess and then seeing <laughs> how it connects to everything and then being like be familiar with stuff but yet like look at what's happening over there and then yeah. be like oh that that's that to recognize that and like oh that'd be so fun i would yeah love that. you know it has been nice to get glimpses of the park from uh, Camp Cretaceous or, mm-hmm. you know, the way that the live tour kind of expanded some, you know, different areas like the treetop, you know, adventure thingy that they had there or like a gas station. Um, but like to actually see these things, uh, different parts of the park uh through like the life of like a, a daily operating park would be very cool to me because you don't really get to yeah. see that that much you know the operating end of things like to go to like in season three they went to uh of camp cretaceous they went to that like sky rise that like it was like a you know the penthouse place and it just seemed like such an odd place but like you could fill it out and you could show people there you could show like it actually being alive instead of just this random tower you know like you could expand upon things and show the life of the park which i would be really interested in i would love that so much and then have obviously claire in there and managing the whole thing and dealing with stuff and then things happening (laughs) and oh i would love that so much that would be cool yes it would be awesome um but and then there what was the first part okay so the first part of this question was about yeah so if anybody was wondering i i've kind of said what uh what, what bailey said about Hap being alive still, there's like no real audio cue 
that really indicates that he died. Obviously, the situation was really dire, right? He was cornered by the 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 two baryonics. I forget how many were there at that moment. Three baryonics. Um, but um, yeah, he was cornered there, and it just he's got a shock stick, I believe. But like, I feel like there was a way for him to get out of that situation um, because we didn't hear him die. Maybe because he was like a good guy that maybe they didn't want to like. You don't want to hear the good guy die. I don't know. But like like Bailey was saying with, you know, the other characters, like the bad guys, uh, you actually hear them die or you you hear at least something that sounds a little bit more brutal than, well, nothing in 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 uh, Hap's case. So I think I think there's still room for him to be alive. Uh, I don't know, you know how they could pull that off. Maybe he well, is in that boat at the end of season three with like a baby dinosaur. Cause there definitely was a roar at the end of that episode, but like maybe he's in that boat in that room with like a baby that he found. Um, or, you know, I, I do like the idea of like him and this, this, uh, female helicopter pilot, like maybe teaming up. That could be pretty cool to see in a comic or something like that. You know, look what they did with Ben. You never thought Ben survived either. Hmm. Yeah. Oh my God. No. I mean, he, he he fell from like so many stories up. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so anything well, actually, is no. I guess he didn't. I guess he he really didn't because he was caught by the pteranodon. Um. But uh. Yeah. Anything is possible, though. You're, you're right. I think I think there's a chance. Um. And I think that would be a cool thing to see in a comic as well. I think that would be pretty fun. I don't know if it would be like from. Well, this this takes place at. Well, Jurassic World, I guess, takes place at the end of 2015. This is such like a thing, but like, so I guess the show takes place in 2016, and then you know 2018. So like two years or so later, you have Fallen Kingdom. So I, it's possible that like you could have these two adults there for two years. Um, I'm glad they're not like you know having five or six kids, however many kids there are, stay for that long. Um, but I could definitely see like two adults doing it. And I think you could like have a comic based off of that. That would be pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that, was that it? Uh, yeah. I, I think um, as far as where the pilot could reappear, I think Tom was making some conjecture about like, I think in on IMDb or something like that, there is a helicopter pilot that's like, you know, a, a cast member. There's like somebody that is, cast as a helicopter pilot so like i think he was trying to piece things together that maybe it's the same pilot you know from camp cretaceous that shows up in jurassic world dominion so that's possible but i don't know but uh thank you bailey thank you so much for uh for writing in uh let's go ahead to our next one which is a voice memo from natalie take it away hey guys so i know you hey. asked what was on our minds um with Jurassic and while it's always on my mind especially this last week this has really been circling around in my brain and the announcement of um, Ashley Eckstein saying that the her universe fashion line oh. was going to let the fashion show winners uh, design a Jurassic line for Hot Topic now that's awesome but I would love to see actual fans and actual people who are, you know, passionate about this fandom create these looks. If we get another green cargo jacket that they throw on a logo 
or a t-shirt that they throw the logo on and expect us to jump for joy, I don't know what I'm going to (laughs) say. I really just hope that whoever does get to design this really cares about the fandom and knows how much this coming year is going to mean to those of us who love it. Because, I mean, we're going to have Dominion and who knows if we're going to get anything else after it. So sorry if I'm rambling, but this was on my mind. And I'm just curious if there are others, um, particularly women, who think this as well. Because let's be honest, most of the Jurassic Park merch and Jurassic World merch that has been released is always catered toward men or kids. Very rarely do I see a women-centered and awesomely designed uh, piece of merchandise that is catered to women. So anyway, that's been on my mind. I'm sure it'll continue to be for the next uh, few months. But thanks for listening to my rant. Yeah, yeah. So I, I had I had seen that uh, pop up on Ashley Eckstein's Instagram because she uh, she posted a video of herself in a dress that was that looks like it's like dinosaur skin. Uh, it's actually pretty <laughs> cool. Um, and I, you know, I. I love Ashley Eckstein. She's awesome because she voices the uh, character from Star Wars that is my favorite character, uh, Ahsoka Tano. Um, so I follow her her work pretty closely and uh, her universe. I've actually bought a few things myself, but but I agree uh, with Natalie saying that, like, you know, for the most part, uh, merch and, and, and clothes and stuff like that is typically designed towards boys or men uh which is definitely a shame but i know that her universe is and and always has been you know uh a big supporter and an outlet to create you know new merch and new clothes for for women out there and 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 girls so hopefully hopefully that this winner which i I have the the instagram thing here it says i'm excited to share that the winners of this year's her her universe fashion show will have the opportunity to design a jurassic world collection with her universe for hot topic in 2022 um so yeah i don't really uh know too much more information about that but um yeah i agree i hope like the person that wins uh is somebody that's a fan or somebody that knows the thing. I mean, that's what we always hope for, right? That like somehow, some way a fan is able to, to help produce things and help do things because look, we know what's up and we know what's right. Right. I mean, we know what, what the best thing is, what we all want to see. So you have any thoughts on, on this topic at all? Um, well, I was Googling all this while, while she, while you were talking, she was talking because I, I mean, I've seen, bits of this i i'm not really i don't sit around and like really really look into this stuff but um i'm looking now and i mean in general i can agree that it's hard to find girl clothes because mm-hmm. even as far as like i have a jurassic park shirt like the gray shirt and it's like the cap sleeve it's a girl cut but it's still it everything i have does look boyish kind of even mm-hmm. like the tank tops at Universal Studios like I love tank tops and I love buying Jurassic World tank tops and like all that stuff at Universal Studios Park and it's really hard to find like girly stuff and some of it's sparkly but it's still like (laughs) dark gray dark black like it's all it's hard to find it I have maybe three Jurassic items and two are black and one is gray so it's hard to really find stuff like that 100% agree um 
And even though, like, the stuff that comes out for girls, I guess, it's very, like, tomboy girl. It's not really girly girl. And I'm very girly girl. So I, I, I wish there was more stuff. And I agree about the fans designing stuff because we were always advocating that. Let the fans do more for sure. Um, and, yeah, I'm looking at these things now. And there's still the on the Jurassic stuff on the Her Universe. I, I do wonder what they're going to um, design. But everything on here is, like, boyish. I would love, like, a really cute tank top or something. And it just doesn't exist. Like, unless you go off-brand, like, with, um, like, the red bubbles or something. And sometimes, once in a while, you can find something cute there. But I would just uh-huh. love some official merchandise with that's really aimed for girls. Like, a crop top or something cute. But there isn't anything. Yeah, I mean, it's tough. Um, I don't... I know... Um... Adria Renee, uh, I, I followed her for a little while as well. I know she had won um, a contest, I believe, through her universe to help design some some things or something like that. And I, I do remember she had a, a really awesome dress uh, with Jurassic designs all over it and a big uh, scarf thing. Uh, I don't know what the technical term is, but it, just a <laughs> massive like scarf thing that had. I think it had dinosaurs will uh, or gi- dinosaurs ruled the earth. Um, so I don't know if she can win again or if she has other inputs, but I know she's created some cool stuff. Um, but I think, I don't know how much of a fan she is or not. I would assume she's a fan because, you know, I've always seen a lot of posts about Jurassic from her. So, um, but I, I don't know. I, 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 I'd be very excited to definitely see a fan produce some good stuff because there needs to be more interesting designs. Um, you mentioned Universal. I think like, over the past uh, little while, I guess since Velocicoaster came about, they've actually been introducing some really, really cool designs and different designs that I'm like, wow, that's really cool to see like Jurassic inspired in this way. Um, I actually have this this cup right here, which is like this little tumbler uh, cup, and it, it's a it's a pink tumbler with Jurassic World on it, and it's just like. That that typical like Africa style font it says Jurassic World but it's also surrounded by like this amazing floral design and stuff like that and I absolutely love when when you like mix Jurassic with these floral designs so I, I've been pretty inspired by what they've been creating so hopefully we get you know more unique stuff because you know kind of like Natalie was saying a lot of things are just like hey here is a shirt with a Jurassic World logo mm-hmm. on it and you're like I-, I want something more than that I have that already. You know, I have like four shirts that are, you know, a logo. So I, I can I can attest to wanting a little bit more. But I agree, uh, you got to spread the love to you know people other than than men. Yeah. So oh, and, I remembered something else kids. too. I I said I mentioned I had three Jurassic items. I say four. I have the um, Jurassic World the blue shirt, the, like the V neck and the cap sleeve that were was made for girls. I have that too. So it's blue with Jurassic World on it. But three are black. One is blue. But it's not, like, it's still just a shirt. Like, I want a tank top, a crop top, like, something cute. Or, like, a purse. Like, you know what Disney does with their purses? With mm-hmm, their, what, mm-hmm. Dooney and Burke they do or whatever? Yes. And even Oh, like, my God. The, they're amazing. Yeah. And even Hot Topic has, it's not Dooney and Burke. It's something else that they do Like does that's more affordable. But it's so the, much stuff that yeah. Disney does. And I would love that. Like, yeah. even right now, I'm drinking. You mentioned your tumbler. I'm drinking <laughs> out of my Jurassic Park tumbler that I got at um universal and it's like you know like the army whatever 
the uh, camouflage uh-huh. style. And it's like it's very boyish, which is fine. It's Jurassic mm-hmm. Park, and but I would like a, a pink tumbler like you have. I'm jealous of it. It wasn't there when I went. <laughs> I gotta get one now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like I I don't care. I'm not I'm not gonna like. I'm not a kind of person who's like this is a girly cup. Like I, I just think it's an awesome design. I think it's it's beautiful and like it's it speaks Jurassic to me. So like, I'm so glad that they made this. And I don't care what color it is, it looks awesome. So, um, but yeah, I think you would love this. If I think I think my camera's on right. Okay. So uh, I don't know oh, if you can see I it very well. That's but so nice. It's, yeah, it's so nice. So it doesn't have to be. Oh, it is nice. It's like real like summery almost. Yeah, wow. yeah. It's oh. like it's awesome. And they had like they actually had that design on literally everything like shirts and hats and uh all kinds of stuff so uh yeah like a pin i think i have a pin somewhere around here uh i don't know what i did with it but uh it's also amazing just like that so uh, yeah, i'm, like I'm very inspired by them everything doesn't need to be like black and gray no, and green no. like it doesn't yeah i i know you know a lot of people are, are cool with like all the different merch and stuff that has been produced but like I I don't have a ton of Jurassic shirts, I got to say. Like, I know, you know, a lot of people have one for, like, every day of the month or, or, or more. Um, but, like, I have, like, a few, a handful because I, I want to branch out into something other than just a logo. So I do have, like, a f- two logo shirts, I think. But, like, um, and and one I, I lost at your wedding, which I am just, you know, oh, incredibly you? bummed about. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, I, I think I think that's where I lost it. I, I I'm assuming that's where that's the last place I had it, and then it then I never had it anymore. And it was a it was oh, a no. twenty. So if you if you see it lying around anywhere this long <laughs> after the fact, I don't know, but it's a it's a it's a twenty fifth anniversary shirt. Um, <laughs> oh. But uh, but yeah, that was one of maybe three that I have, and every other one I try to get is something different. But um. But yeah, I like it when they try to branch out. So hopefully we get some cool stuff. And I, I love the stuff that her universe creates. Um, but yeah, I I usually am getting like the Ahsoka Tano stuff <laughs> from there. Mm-hmm. So my favorite character. So thank you, Ashley, for doing this. And I was, I was surprised to see that. I was like, oh, cool. That's awesome. And I think they do have some things on the website now. I don't know like how new the things are. I know a lot of it is kind of like, like a hot topic or something like that, where you do see a lot of these repurposed um, or just reused uh, shirts and stuff like that. They sh- they show up on all these like third party sites. So there's not there's a lot that are like not unique, but um, the, the the few at the top I think are new like um, Jurassic Park merch. Like there is two shirts that are logos, but then there's like a floral two floral ones or three floral ones and stuff like that. So yeah, hopefully we get something good. So, yeah, thank you. Thank you, Natalie. Let's move on. To, where's my notes? Where's my notes? Uh, here's the next one. <laughs> this is an email from the RaptorCast, and it says, On our podcast, we discussed how there seemed to be some odd tension between the campers at the beginning of the season. Uh, these kinds of negative interactions were only really explored in season one as the campers were getting to know each other. Now, as they have been living with one another for half a year, I believe, uh, they are really beginning to understand how they relate to the other kids on a deeper level. For example, there was one exchange between Yasmina and Brooklyn where they discovered that although they may be two very different people, they actually grew up in a very similar manner. 
I would love to hear your thoughts on the social, the new social dynamics of the campers. Everything from Darius and Kenji becoming estranged at the end of season three to Sammy and Kenji's newfound re, uh, friendship. Also, I am going through the Lost World novel once again and am realizing how completely different it is from the movie. Mm-hmm. I was wondering, which do you prefer, film or novel? Thanks for answering our question. And as always, keep up the great work. Thank you. Um, so let's go to some of these relationships. Um, do you, do you have any thoughts on any uh, like how how they've they've grown or changed or uh, how they maybe interact with one another? At, you know, at this I guess um, stage in the game. I liked actually I liked um, at the beginning when they were very when they were so different and you kind of got to see who everybody was. But of course, if you're stuck with anybody for a long period of time, you're gonna find a way to like get along. So I'm not surprised by it or anything. And I I mean I expected all that to happen. Everyone's kind of friends, but I I liked it at the beginning though when they were a little bit like not as friendly. I don't know. It was more interesting. Now they're all just love each other and everyone's happy and. Harmony. Are they though? I feel like they're. I don't know. I feel like they're not. I feel like um, there's a lot of anger and negativity towards each other still. So when I was reading that, I was like, really? Like, is that is oh. that the way that you saw it? Um, so you're kind I of saying know. the same thing. I mean, yeah. I, I kind of I can see that. I mean, there are a lot of instances. Like there was that whole moment on the boat where they're like having the party. They're all getting along. They're having a good time, and they. I think they do know each other's skills and stuff like that, but. But I do appreciate the more dynamic relationships I think that they're getting now that they've been together for a few years. So previously it was just these like surface level things maybe, but like now it's something a little bit deeper and 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 stuff. But the entire the, the the entire thing about like Sammy and um um Yasmina is a it's a weird one to me because like They've gone through this like several times over now about like we wouldn't be friends if we if we were living around the same place and it'd be like yeah 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 you would you'd be fine like get over it I, I don't I don't understand why they keep going backwards on the relationship of like Sammy and Yaz like they've gone back and forth like five times now about like are they gonna be friends or not when they leave the island and you know they ultimately end up landing on the fact that yes we do have a lot in common we will be friends again but that's one relationship where i'm like all right come on like we've done this many times already let's move on from that one um but i think i think the one about um darius and kenji is pretty interesting because like i feel like they're growing apart in in a way that i don't know if it's like a uh a thing where like maybe Kenji and Darius are, are having feelings towards maybe like Brooklyn or something like that. And they're kind of in their minds. They haven't really shown it too much on, on the surface, but like, I wonder if that could be a thing developing behind the scenes where like Kenji's getting jealous of Darius because her and Darius have a good relationship. Maybe Kenji's trying to show off and that's why Darius and Kenji are butting heads. I I, I don't know. I think, I think there's definitely some dynamic about like Kenji wants a girlfriend or, or something like that. I don't know. Do you, do you see that at all? Um, yeah, I do actually, and I've been waiting to see if they're gonna ever go that way with anybody. Actually, but it is a kids' show, and they're all just friends. But I don't know. I do wait for it sometimes, and I'm like, are they gonna? No, they're not. Okay, I, I don't really care. I don't have a preference one way or another. 
Um, but it does cross my mind once in a while when watching. I do get a vibe. Yeah. Um, other than that, I mean, I think there hasn't is there has there has there been much else? Ben is like his own thing where he like he's usually like fine with everybody. Um but uh well, no, he's actually been I think Ben's been kind of aggressive lately. Oh, well, not yeah. fine with everybody. <laughs> the total opposite. <laughs> the least fine with everybody there. <laughs> I feel like I feel like everybody's just like, well, that's just Ben doing his thing. Like we're we're not gonna mess with him. Like, you know, nobody outside of maybe Darius, I think like they get along, but they also like butt heads a lot. But I, I think there's not really like an ongoing issue like there would be with like Kenji. Um but I yeah, I don't know. I think um you know, he meant, mentioned Sammy and Kenji's newfound relate, uh, friendship, and I'm like, do I even remember that? I'm not sure if I remember. Um, I do, and it was weird. I remember being little, like, weird, like, because they're not, they don't really talk, like, they're not the two characters that really do a lot together. But yeah, I do remember that, actually, and it was weird. I liked I how, like, um, Kenji and Yaz were, like, Kenji they were like trying to pick each other up like Yaz is really annoyed by Kenji but like Kenji is like showing that he could become a better person through her and stuff like that so I you know I don't know there's there's some pretty interesting dynamics but I, I'm really interested to see what happens with with Kenji and um and Darius because I feel like that's that's gonna go on for a little while Darius said some pretty you know intense things about like you know, not risking the life of a friend and stuff like that. And uh, it's pretty serious. But, you know, ultimately, it could it could just go back to the fact that maybe he's, you know, into Brooklyn or something like that. But I don't know. We'll see. Um, was that it? Oh, something about the Lost World. Um, it's very, you know, it's drastically different than the, the book and the novel. Or, I mean, the film. Um, I prefer the film. It's been a little while since I've read the novel, and soon we'll have uh, the, uh, well, hopefully the Lost World book club uh, coming up soon in in the near future, where I'll definitely reread it then. But it's been a few years since I've read it, but I definitely like the film more. Um, but the novel has a lot of really interesting things in there. But um, yeah, I, I'm going to save all that because it's been a while, and I don't remember every uh, detail about the novel. When was the last time I read that? It had to be like... 2008 or yeah so long ago and maybe a little bit later but not not too much yeah i don't read <laughs> so that's that well thank you uh the raptor cast <laughs> let's move on to our next voice memo and this is from steven take it away what is up brad and jen this is steven it's been a little bit since i called in but hey whatever um <laughs> It's a great time to be a Jurassic fan right now. Like, you know, we've got so much content coming out. Um, I unfortunately did not see the Fast 9 IMAX preview for Jurassic World Dominion. Um, hope you guys did. I don't know. You probably did. I haven't really been totally in the loop with things lately, but um, I'm excited about it. I've heard the description of it. Sounds awesome. So we have that movie coming out. Camp Cretaceous Season 3, obviously, ended fairly recently. It feels like forever ago, but, like, it's only the end of July, and, like, so much has happened in the past few months. Um, I've ridden Velocicoaster three times. I've been to the Jurassic World Tribute Store in Orlando, uh, Universal Studios, like, also three to four times. <laughs> they have so much cool stuff in there, by the way. It's amazing. Uh, Screen-used props and all that. So, like, 
yeah, it is a crazy good time to be a Jurassic Park fan. Um, on that note, just wanted to say, what are you most excited for? Is it the movie? Is it a trailer for the movie? Hopefully by the end of the year. Is it um, Camp Cretaceous Season 4? Is it... Heck, I don't know. All the things. All the things. <laughs> what are you most excited for in the upcoming months? Um, thanks for listening. Hope to hear from you guys soon. And have a great rest of your day. Bye. Well, Stephen, mm. I feel like it's it's hard to not just say Jurassic World Dominion, right? Like, it seems <laughs> like that's the right answer. Like, that... Why wouldn't that be the answer? Um, yeah. You know, uh, I think I think season four, though, has a, a good case. Uh, I'm very, very interested to see what happens there because it's it's treading territory that is like in between things that we know and love. And like, I, I think there's a chance that that show has the possibility to answer a lot of questions. And like so far, that show has given me a lot of insight into you know, the Jurassic World lore and stuff like that. So I, I think season four has the potential if they do end up going to Sorna, which it very well seems like they might. Um, you know, I, I hope there's a lot of answers that could be solved and, and you know, uh, and stuff like that. So there's a potential there. But um, I, I don't think you can get away from this without saying Dominion. What about you? Yeah, you know what? I don't want to be the cliche person uh, so I'm going to try to step to the side a little and say something a little <laughs> different. Um, I'm excited because actually I'm nervous for Dominion. I can't say I'm super excited for it. Obviously, I'm going to pee my yeah. pants when anything comes out, but I am a little nervous. Like, I don't know what they're, what's going to happen. I don't know where they're going. I'm a little nervous of where they're going. And Fallen Kingdom didn't give me like that much confidence. So I'm a little nervous. I'm very nervous. I'll say that. But as for excitement, I am excited for the trailer. Like you mentioned a trailer. I'm excited for stills. I'm excited for a trailer. And even those behind the scenes things like that they released for Fallen Kingdom. Remember they yeah. released like oh, yeah. the behind the scenes and like the B-roll and like the trailer or something all in one minute. And it just like blew up the world. Oh, that was yeah. so epic when that happened. So that was fun. <laughs> I like those things. I like I'll, I'm yeah. excited when they release stuff like <sighs> that. And, like, just any – I'm curious to see what kind of, like, merchandise. Like, if there's any Claire stuff happening, are we going to get figures or, what? like, what's what's going to happen? And I – and stuff like that. So I am excited <sighs> to see that stuff release. I'm excited to get the features and just the teasing. And I'm a little nervous for the movie. But I'm really excited yeah. for the buildup and, like, the press and photo shoots and – the general whirlwind that we get when we get caught up in this. And it's the last last time. So I'm going to try to savor that. So I'm excited for that, the yeah. whirlwind. And hopefully the premiere. Please, please, Bryce, so, the premiere. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like um, that's maybe the least exciting thing for me because, like, I so I actually was listening back to a small portion of uh, uh, the, the moment where me, you, and Chris went to go see Fallen Kingdom. And yes. uh, when I when I was talking, we were standing on the streets of New York uh, talking about our thoughts and feelings on Fallen Kingdom. And I sat there and I was like, I uh, I don't know how to feel right now. I'm not even sure how to process this movie that I just saw. And I think it's because I saw the entire movie through the trailers. So to me, that is 
for sure the least exciting thing is like yeah. I I I well honestly yeah of course I'm excited to see any new content or behind the scenes or whatever like I love that stuff don't get me wrong I love it but like I also don't want to see it I don't because like I just want to I just want to experience it so I think in terms of like being afraid for Dominion I'm afraid that we will get everything because we still have a year basically to go at this point a little little under but like you know I'm I'm just afraid that we'll we'll get too much by then too much will be spoiled think about all the leaks that have happened already for for things it's that is scary to me um I'm I haven't hit the point where I'm like afraid of the content within the movie yet you know, I think like once the movie and the trailers start coming out, then I'll start to be like, oh, my God, I'm afraid for, you know, Grant mm-hmm. or the T-Rex or whatever, because we don't know what the movie's about just yet. Really. I mean, like, you know, well, yeah, we do. But like, we don't know, like, what instances are going to occur to really get worried about. Um, but uh, but yeah, I think if I'm going to I want to change it up a little bit and just add I want uh, one of the things I'm most excited about is the score. And, and getting the mm. Jurassic World Dominion score by Michael Giacchino, like listening to that on the way home from the theater, um, that is something I'm very, very excited about. Like the scores are huge to me. And I was listening to portions of Fallen Kingdom score today and it was, it's incredible. Like that music is so good. I was listening spe- specifically to, uh, you know, the moment where the dinosaurs are on like their stampede uh, away from the volcano as it's erupting and everything. And there's a moment where the crew kind of hides behind that tree and the, the, the um, gyrosphere there. And the, the music when the dinosaurs are smashing into the tree on either side mm-hmm. of them, it's queued up with, with, the, with the, the scenery and the setting and, and what's happening. So every time there's a smash, there's this like, boom, boom, like this, mm-hmm. just these amazing like impacts in the score. And, it's so good. And I'm like, I was started thinking about Dominion's music and I'm like, man, I am so excited for Dominion's music because the, the small teases we've gotten so far have been really, really epic. And, uh, you know, that is just one of the, the top things for me. It's like the film and the score are always like my favorite things. So yeah, I'm going to add that to the list. Yeah. I guess what you have a point though, about the trailers and stuff, I guess with that, I was thinking more of, um, not the, ad nauseum level that we got i'm thinking more of like that first day when we knew when we were like like how we are right now like knowing nothing seeing nothing basically don't really have a clue of what anything will feel like um or the vibe or anything and then that day when we got like so much like the whole yeah that was so much stuff and it wasn't it wasn't like an insane amount of spoilers like there were some things but it wasn't insane. It got insane as the months went on, but it wasn't too bad. Like if that was all, I would be happy with that. And I, that day where you're like, currently like we're pure right now. Like we don't, we're not exposed Mm -hmm. to it. Like we don't know. And we can't take that back once you see something. And it's just like, we're in a good spot now. And when we get that first thing, the first trailer, the first behind the scenes, whatever it may be, I'm excited for that. Like the, stuff afterwards not so much all the teasers afterwards but that initial this is what we're seeing this is what we're our movie is um i'm excited for that the most yeah. like more so than the movie even just being introduced to what we're experiencing like i'm excited for that yeah 
Well, thank you, Stephen, for calling in. Uh, let's move over to another email here. This is from Hamish, and it says, Hi, Brad and Jen. My name is Hamish. I'm nine years old, and I've been listening since 2017, and I love every single movie. Uh, the first thing made by Universal that I ever watched was Jurassic Park, The Lost World, and the rest of the movies I watched in a completely different order. Sorry for the long email. I know you don't like reading. <laughs> oh, my goodness. He's a new listener. And he's, he's only nine. Kid, he knows. He's nine, he knows. and he knows I don't like reading. And and that yeah. wasn't that was not a long email, so that was that was easy. No, it was that, short. Yeah, that was very short. So thank you, thank you so much for for writing in and and for taking the time to listen. I don't I don't know when you listen. Uh, these are very long episodes at times. So maybe you know, kids got lots of time on their hands, I guess. Uh, <laughs> but. Uh, I think that's awesome that like kids are are getting interested in these movies still and they watch all of them no matter what the order, Um, you know, and I think that's kind of cool. Actually, the first one was The Lost World. I wonder what kind of experience is that to see The Lost World first? I mean, you know, you're missing some context, right? The the relationship between uh, Hammond and uh, Malcolm. But like outside of that, like... Do you need to know much else? I don't know. It's interesting. Um, I don't know. It's hard to say because I, I wasn't. I guess he's in the same type as the folks that were a little bit too little, I guess, for mm-hmm. Jurassic Park. And still saw it. But sure. seeing Lost World in the theater first. So that'll probably be. He'll be growing up loving that movie probably the most. Um, like the oh, yeah. people that did. Yeah. So that's probably just. It's probably, it probably just as much as. um. The other guys that were like in that range, little older than me, a little younger than you, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I think that's, that's awesome, and that's special. Mind. That's special to kind of get introduced to the Lost World. You know, the the probably the best movie in the entire, you know, okay. franchise. Right? Isn't that? Wouldn't sure, you say that? Sure. I'm not being like I was just born a little too early, <laughs> a little too late. That's all. It's, the, it's a hair, a hair too late. Well, hopefully. Hopefully Hamish can get back to us like, you know, in many, many years and let us know, like, if the Lost mm-hmm. World, you know, hooked in the same way that it did for, you know, somebody that maybe saw Jurassic Park 3 for the first time, you know, when they were the right age. Because, like, there are so many people that love that movie as their their favorite movie. So uh, it really just it. depends. So I'm really interested to see what happens here. So So let us know in a bunch of years if you still love the Lost World. Hopefully, I don't know if you love it the most. It, you know, there's no inclination as as far as which one's the best there. But um, watching them in completely different orders, it's, that's all good. I don't it doesn't bother me. You know, I think when it comes to like Star Wars, is like when you got to start talking about like, well, which ones do I need to watch first? It's like but, a psychology experiment. Like here's yeah. here's your test, and then in ten years, tell me how this affected you. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's very you know long running experiment. So so thank you so much for writing in. Uh, our next one here is a voicemail from Bodie. Uh, take it away. Hey Brad, this is Bodie Shona Moore from DinosaurDynamite.com. That is Dinos R Dino M I T E dot com. And uh, well, there's another word from our sponsor uh, right there. <laughs> um, I just wanted to say uh, I'm I've been listening to your podcast for a while. I told you this before about maybe a year ago. Oh when wow! I uh, called you guys about the uh, Scorpius Rex 
a year ago? Stuff. No, no it, wasn't. That was, it was like two months ago. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going. And uh, my, I have a few thoughts about um, not spoilers. I don't like spoilers very much, but I do like leaks because leaks get me more excited about the. Um, uh, we lost you there. You there? Hey, Bodie. You there? Oh, cutting out. You there? Hello. Yeah, I think it's because he lent- he mentioned leaks. Get you in trouble sometimes. <laughs> wait, wait. I hear something. It is crazy. Oh, like yeah. the Giganotosaurus and the ah. Tyrannosaurus. What? Really? <laughs> to do that? I, I'm not going to say anything else, but I'm just going to say, did they really have to do that? Yes. Uh, it, yes. I think you might know what I mean. If I know. If you have seen Fast and Furious 9, if you haven't, <laughs> um, then go check it out because I don't want to spoil anything for you because I know you don't like spoilers. Um, but, yeah, I'll, I'll see ya. Bye-bye. <laughs> Thank you, Bodie. Thanks for calling in. Um, I, you know, couldn't really tell what was going on uh in in the in the middle of that right there but i I think you were getting to uh the 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 preview for jurassic world dominion right that's where it sounded like uh bodhi Mm -hmm. was going um so the giganotosaurus takes down the um the t-rex right i'm assuming you saw this i think maybe yes yes i did okay um (laughs) And everybody else out there, you know, I think everybody knows at this point. But um, I, you know, again, I've said this about Jurassic Park 3 that like that, the fact that the Spino takes out the the T-Rex doesn't bother me because it's just, you know, you know, T-Rex number four. You know, it's just random Mm T-Rex that I don't know. You know, it it doesn't matter. It's just a T-Rex. So take it out all you want. Uh, I don't really have an attachment to the species you know, like like some people do, I guess. I have the attachment to the T-Rex from the first film. So this is an interesting one, though, because what they're trying to tell us here is that the T-Rex that gets taken out in the beginning of the Dominion preview is basically the descendant uh, or literally the same T-Rex just recreated via mm-hmm. the, the, the mosquito bite that they show, the mosquito going in, sucking out the blood. And Colin has said in an interview, interview process that like that is the blood of this T-Rex that we know and love. So technically, it's the same T-Rex getting killed. But it doesn't have the, the history that our T-Rex has, right? It's, it's a little different. So I didn't really feel that same connection. Plus, it was a split-second scene. Like, it, it really... The battle was not much of a battle uh, at all. It was just really just like, hey, they interacted, they fought, and he's dead. That's it. Um, So it didn't really bother me too much. But uh, again, if that was to happen to the T-Rex that we know through these films, you know, that would be a different story. I would be sitting there like, what? What? What are you doing? You know, that was almost my reaction in in Jurassic World. But, you know, we we came out on top in, in Jurassic World. So mm-hmm. with with Dominion, are we going to come out on top? I mean, I feel like 
I've said it, you know, throughout all of these films that I feel like yeah. I feel like the T-Rex is going to die in Jurassic World. It's probably going to happen. Oh, I feel like the T-Rex is going to die in <laughs> Fallen Kingdom. It's definitely going to happen. And then I, you know, I feel the same way. I feel like this T-Rex has to die in, in, in Dominion. But why would you set up the fact that the Giganotosaurus kills the T-Rex and then set up the fact that there's, oh, well, there's definitely going to be a battle in the future, right? They're trying to set up that these things are like head-to-head, like rivals, and that the, you know, Giganotosaurus killed a T-Rex back in 65 million yeah, years ago. They remember so, all yeah, their like, ancestry. Exactly. Like there's some sort of like instinct in them to fight for some reason. But it, they're definitely setting up another battle right in the future where, you know, the, they come head-to-head one more time. Um, would you end this the movie with like, oh, it, the Giganotosaurus just won again? Like that that would be like not a very good story, you know, like a, a an arc from that film yeah. is to be like, well, it died in the beginning and it's gonna die in the end. Uh, I feel like at the end of the movie, you would you would expect the T Rex to beat the Giganotosaurus this time to be like, yes, I'm the victor. Um, but I could see that happening where the T Rex wins, kills the Giganotosaurus, and then still dies from the wounds or something like that. So mm-hmm. I think there's a chance that it would still die in that case. And then I would sit there and be like crying in the theater. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think we've talked about that. We've had the T-Rex die a million times already by now in these years. And um, I think we both kind of agree that if, if the T-Rex is going to die, we want it to be like more of natural causes. Mm-hmm. And by natural, I mean like the volcano getting it, just old age getting it, a circumstance, not really another dinosaur yeah. killing it. I think we agreed upon that. And I'm still in that. I still like that idea. I still, I still waiting for it to die. I've been waiting for it to die for a while now. But it's like the last movie, so it needs that emotional pain. I want that pain. So, um, and I'm hoping it's not by another dinosaur. I hope that would ruin it. That'd belittle it. Like, no. Yeah. Now I'm scared. Now you want to talk about being scared. Um, (laughs) But um, yeah, I think if it was to die from its wounds in a battle with a Giganotosaurus, I would be, it would kind of more so feel like the, well, it's old age. It died naturally. Mm -hmm. Um, if If it at least won the battle, you know, and then died like a few minutes later. Um, you know, like I could see it like yeah, limping so, away, yeah. limping away from battle. And it's just like, oh, and then it collapses. And then it has a moment where like, you know, Claire comes up to it and just like knows Aww. that it's not, you know, she has that kind of like that same mirror you know, with her and Owen, like that mirror shot from like Jurassic World where she finally felt that impact with the Apatosaurus. And now she like can utilize her skills in a different way in, in this movie. I think that could be interesting to see like her react to that. And, and then, like, kind of calm it down mm-hmm. and let it go because she had that up-close relationship with it in Fallen Kingdom. Uh, so it would be interesting to see them up close again like that. But um, I would be more okay with her dying that way, but I definitely don't want, like, her neck snapped. That would just be brutal. I don't want that to no. happen, you know? No, I agree. That would just be disservice, like, such a disservice. We need this thing to be long, drawn-out, painful agonizing full of tears <laughs> and just not by a dinosaur not yeah. initially by a yeah dinosaur. not yeah it's the wounds not the the actual like you know d- yeah. like moment she died so yeah also well thank you Bodie, for uh for for calling in um 
But yeah, let's move on to the next one. This is a voice mem. Uh, no, is this a voice? No, this is, I don't know why I wrote that. This is a uh, an email, it looks like. <laughs> is this right? Yeah. Okay, so this is from Logan. Um, I don't think I have a, no, I don't. Okay, this is an email from Logan, and it says, Hey, how's it going, guys? My name is Logan, a.k.a. the No-Named Gamer on YouTube. Well, guess what? Now we know your name. It's Logan. Um, <laughs> and I am 15. Uh, I am a huge fan of Jurassic Park, and I have I have been for about six years. I had a couple of questions about the Scorpius Rex and Jurassic World Dominion. Number one, I was listening to episode 275 of your podcast and thought about uh, what Aaron Beyer uh, – oh, wait. Maybe there was a voice memo from Logan that I'm completely missing. Um, uh, yes, there definitely was. Let me try to find that. Hold on. Um, uh, okay, here it is. Hello. Let's check it. <laughs> Let's check it out now. I think we can hear it. Hello, uh, Jurassic Park podcast. Um, I am the No Name Gamer on YouTube. Uh, I wanted to put out a couple things that I thought were really interesting. Um, for Camp Cretaceous Season 3, and also uh, Jurassic World Dominion. So, starting off, uh, Camp Cretaceous Season 3, I literally, I loved it. Uh, it was kind of sad because I didn't get to watch all of it in the, like, the first day. Uh, I ended up watching, I think it was like three episodes the first day it came out, and then um, I think I watched the rest like a couple days after um, because I had to, like, work and stuff like that, <laughs> but, um, needless to say, I love this season, Scorpius Rex was awesome, uh, I was listening, I actually emailed you guys, uh, I don't know if you guys <laughs> got it, but, oh, we did. Um, we got I it. emailed yeah. you guys about <laughs> Scorpius Rex, um, the, on the Jurassic Wire, Aaron Beyer and Brad Jost were talking about, um, like discussing Scorpius Rex and how Aaron Beyer kept talking about Scorpius Rex could have been a real dinosaur. Um, the, it could have like now looking back on it, if, uh, anybody knows what, uh, the Trudon, um, the Trudon from Jurassic Park, the telltale game that if you, there's like a, a paper or like a cheat paper thing of it that says, um, it was, it's Trudon, but it's also made up of what they called broken genes. So, like, there, it just, like, made it a lot more horrifying. Um, it gave them those huge white eyes. Uh, it screwed up their teeth and everything. <laughs> uh, it was, made them poisonous, pretty much. Uh, Trudon, from what everyone is saying, uh, is poisonous anyway. But, um, but yeah, that, that could have been, like, an idea for Scorpius. Um, the end of, uh, season three, um, I thought it was, like, really cool because, yeah, I think it was, like, a perfect ending. Uh, it had, like, where, like, the dinosaur rode in the boat, uh, in the back of the boat. I, I actually thought that was the Trudon at first, um, the, um, Trudon from Jurassic Park, the game, uh, the Telltale game. Um, but they... Then you guys were, like, talking about it could be Scorpius Rex. And I seen a picture. Um, I can't remember who is by. It was on Instagram. Um, it was of two Scorpius Rexes on uh, the boat uh, with Darius, Yaz, and Kenji. 
Um, I thought it was just really, really cool. Hmm. Um, but also Dominion, the preview thing came out. Uh, I'm not going to talk about the whole thing uh, that happened on YouTube uh, where the person like uh, videotaped it inside Leaks. of IMAX and stuff like that. Hmm. But um, they ended up... Uh, I just wanted to say I love the little teaser thing. Uh, it didn't show us much, but it did show, like, a bunch of new dinosaurs, and that's getting me really excited. So um, I hope you guys get this. Uh, I love your guys' podcast. Uh, just uh, just stay Jurassic, uh, <laughs> and I'll see you guys later. Bye-bye. <laughs> so, yeah, in the middle of reading that, I'm like, wait a minute. I was like, I know I get a voicemail and an email from a Logan. I want to double check to see it because usually I don't listen to like the voicemails ahead of time. And I'm reading. I'm like, wait a second. This sounds familiar. And that's why I wrote a voice memo from Logan. So it made sense. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, so, yeah, the we I guess we were talking about me and Aaron were talking about how or Aaron specifically maybe was saying, like, why make you know, another hybrid and why not just make it a regular dinosaur that had some, maybe some weird genes or something like that, you know? Um, and I think that's a valid, a valid idea. Definitely. You know, like, uh, you know, Logan is saying like, have some broken genes in a Troodon where like it's a Troodon, but you know, there's something weird about it. And I, I think that's a, that's definitely a good way to go. And, and, you know, if they had gone that way initially with some of these hybrids, maybe it would have been more accepted widely because i think people just hear hybrids and just dislike it instantly um i don't care i I love hybrids you know the way that they've done them but i think that is a valid way to do it as well what do you think about does hybrids like spark a weird thing in your mind or would you have rather seen just normal dinosaurs that are a little bit weird um maybe i'm maybe i'm not the biggest fan of hybrids out there i mean i it was okay the first time, and then they just keep doing it and doing it, basically. <laughs> yeah, um, it just yeah. seems like an easy way out. They're like, oh, let's mix these two and see what happens. And it's not that exciting anymore because it's been done. We saw what happened, and that's it. But I would like a little different, like instead of being a full-out hybrid, like he was saying, just a little yeah. weird and like messed up of something. Well, yeah, it is interesting that like, the Indominus Rex, for instance, you know, it's built out of like, you know, a bunch of different species and it doesn't end up being any of those species. It just ends up being the Indominus Rex, right? It's not any of them. It's not it's none of the above. Um, but it could have been interesting if it was like, you know, a, a T-Rex or, or something like that, that is that has elements of these things, you know, like, like the stegoceratops, mm-hmm. for instance, you know, like that is more so, I guess more so in line with what I'm kind of saying is where like, well, you know, it's like a stegosaurus with a triceratops head, I guess, or, or whatever, or, or it's a, maybe it's a triceratops with, with the, the scales down the back or the plates. Um, so, yeah, it's interesting that they went that direction where they just essentially created something completely new instead of just accentuating different features from an existing creature, I guess. Um, so maybe that's why the Troodon's so cool from the from the Telltale game. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I can kind of get behind what, what uh, Logan and Aaron were saying there, but I'm cool with hybrids. I like them the way they are um, as well. 
But um, I, I know there's a second question in uh, the email, and it says, is Jurassic World Dominion going to come out sooner than we think? Um, oh. I'm going to say no. No. <clears throat> I, I That would be weird if Dominion came out sooner, right? <laughs> like, that would be, like, yeah. super odd. I mean, yeah, of course we would all love it, but at this point, like, I think they've staked their claim, and, and they're like, you know what, this is going to be June 2022. Um, June is our time. It's It's, you know... It's where we're at. So I don't I don't really see them ever changing that. No, I mean it's finalized, but I do imagine like what if it came out this year and like it's just it just sucks. Like I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it this year. I don't want to have to keep waiting. <sighs> yeah, yeah. Hopefully like hopefully they they maybe filmed something that they can release, you know, kind of like Battle at Big Rock or something like that. You know, like whatever this intro is we we you know or this preview we, we don't really know like they've said it is in the movie but also is not in the movie i think it's pretty clear mm-hmm. what would be and what isn't um it seems like the intro portion of it wouldn't be in in the uh in the movie if they were to cut something and then the the second half would be in the movie um but maybe there's something like that that they you know like it's like an eight minute short like battle at big rock so maybe something could tide us over until then but uh definitely don't think it's uh coming out any sooner unfortunately you know i wish it would but at this point like i feel like they're like well all of our stuff is is going to be on a certain timeline and we can't really change it at this point yeah that's it it's the timing that we got unfortunately yeah. Well, let's move on. Thank you, Logan. Uh, this next one is actually two voicemails. So let's go ahead and take a listen. Um, hi, my name is Gabriel Hernandez, and I'm a huge fan of Jurassic Park, all the Jurassic movies that I've seen. Um, I forgot to say that when I saw season three of Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous, it was so, so good. Now, my favorite part is that the interesting part of it is when Dr. Wu um, was discovering the Scorpius Rex. And the mm. Scorpius Rex was like, oh, it was so dangerous. It's dangerous. But I love it. I love it. I love all hybrid dinosaurs. And, well, <laughs> some of them from the movies that haven't popped out yet. But I'm a huge fan of Jurassic uh, Trilogy movies that I've seen. And the reason why I love it because it's all about dinosaurs and all that stuff. And it shows that all the CG, all those, it's pretty amazing. I, I can't explain it because it gives me a good emotion that, um, that this keeps, keeps telling the story what, what it's about. But the best part is that, um, Jurassic World Dominion is coming out at June, 10th, June 10th. Sorry, how it begins, like how the mosquito got the blood from the Tyrannosaurus Rex. And then after, yep. and then later after that, it shows that, um, when dinosaurs come back to life again, it's just present day. So I love your, I love your podcast. So, um, I love seeing it and I'll, I'll call, I'll leave a voicemail. I love your bo- podcast. I love to see because it's amazing. I love it's very amazing. All the Jurassic <laughs> Park and the world. It gives me that gives me a, a emotion seeing dinosaurs Heck in yeah. real life. 
All right, so I love your podcast, and I'll leave this email voice. Uh, I leave this voicemail on you. Okay, bye. Well, uh, before I play the second one, uh, yeah, I definitely agree. Jurassic Park, Jurassic World, all of these things, you know, we literally wouldn't be talking about them if it wasn't like something that emotionally moved us to a certain degree, right? Like, like yep. these things are so incredible and so awesome. And yes, maybe they're just CG at times, or maybe it's just like an animatronic in front of you. But like, we get into it and we we connect with it. And you know, like we were saying before, if one of these dinosaurs dies in front of our eyes, it's like it's an emotional response and a connection that we have. And specifically with the franchise like this, where it's been around since 1993 and then even earlier with the novel, uh, it's something that like is a is a huge part of our lives, right? Like it's not just yeah, it's not it just our, a movie. Our lifestyle, yeah, it's our yeah. livelihood. Like it's what we do. It's our hobbies. It's our passion. It's it's everything. Yeah, look at us. We're crazy. We just keep doing stuff like content. <laughs> There's no escaping it. it. No, no escaping it. Um, Just like Wu couldn't escape the Scorpius uh, in that lab sequence. I I agree that some of the best stuff was like Wu talking about the Scorpius on those like video uh, logs and stuff like that. I I just wanted whoever was going through it, whether it was Brooklyn or or somebody on the computer. um, Was it her? I forget. But um, whoever was going through those logs, I was like, man, I just want to see the entire like log of what he's talking about with his hybrids and when these things are all created. Like there's still answers that I want from Wu when it comes to these hybrids. Um, Mm -hmm. And I I love that our our caller was like, love the hybrids. (laughs) I love them so much from the movies and everything. I'm like, yes, (laughs) ties (laughs) in, it works. (laughs) But, uh, but yeah, let's move on to the, uh, the next portion here. Let's see. I forgot one thing more about Jurassic, the whole Jurassic movie uh, trilogy is because um, I'm a huge fan of dinosaurs. I forgot to tell you. My name is Gabriel. I'm always um, into Jurassic movies and Jurassic World and also Jurassic World Family Kingdom. I love your podcast and I'll see you soon as soon as possible. If I get a chance to speak to you or I don't know. Oh, I don't know if I can, if I have a chance. <laughs> I'll let you know. And your conversation about talking about Jurassic trilogy, it's amazing. Keep doing it. You're, <laughs> that's the best podcast I ever ever heard. That's you so know, nice. Even I love Jurassic, the whole Jurassic movie that I like. Uh, that's amazing. Keep on the good work. Your podcast is the best. Oh. See that? All your hard work? That's what it's for. Seriously. It's, you know, it really it really is, you know, special feeling when you, when you hear messages like that. Like, most of the time I'm sitting in this studio and I, I was mentioning it to some friends the other day in a chat and I was like, my studio has no windows in here. It's I'm literally like, there's no windows. I can't see the outside world. So I'm down here most times just saying words to myself, like <laughs> at a screen in front of me into a microphone and then just hitting, just, you know, clicking a few buttons. And then all of a sudden it's out on the internet. And like at, from that point, like once I edit it and put it out there, I have no idea what, what goes on like i don't know what people are thinking when they're 
listening and, and stuff really outside of a, a few reviews and stuff. So it, you know, it's really nice to hear people say that. So, so I really, really appreciate that. And, um, uh, you know, I mentioned, uh, dinosaurs, right? Like th- that, yeah. I mean, that's the one thing that, that really captured us all. That's the, that's the reason we're, we're here and watching mm-hmm. these things, you know, that's, that's the only reason we got into these movies. I, I, I don't know if there's like, is there somebody out there that didn't get into these movies be, like because of the dinosaurs? They just got into them for some other reason? It's I'm possible. Sure. Like, I think there's a lot of um, Bryce folk out there that was like, oh, Bryce sure. is in this movie. I'll go sure. see it. Like, I know there's a lot of those for sure. That's true. That's a very valid point. Um, yeah, it's just hard because like, it's not just like, a standard movie you know it it literally i feel like you have to have some sort of captive attention towards like dinosaurs in some way um to to be interested otherwise are you you do care like i don't know like if you don't like a superhero movie but you love robert downey jr did you just sit through all of those movies I, i don't know um you know did you did you watch mandalorian no <laughs> i watched i i watched the um that special that behind the scenes okay, gallery okay. thing but i didn't so even she, watch all of them i just watched uh, one so she was so in it so yeah she wasn't yeah. in the mandalorian right so there's yeah there's no reason to watch other than if you really want to you know see her direct i guess but um yeah. no i've watched a lot of crap for some favorites i'll give you that like in my life i've watched of a course. lot of crap yeah yeah i mean yeah you got to give it up to him because you're like oh well this person's great i love their acting i love whatever they're doing i gotta check it out and then you're like oh i regret that but i still appreciate yeah. you as a person so that is true love right there. I've, ever seen I've done that for many of people and that yeah. yeah so i i know um but i couldn't do mandalorian though but I, if bryce was in it i probably would have had to watch it yeah well you never know because that you know they have put in uh, a lot of their uh people before you know in like that are oh, they're working behind the scenes into this the shows so you never know um but thank you again for calling in uh we really really appreciate the kind words so keep being passionate that's all i gotta say is like you know keep doing you keep loving jurassic and dinosaurs and all that stuff don't let anybody tell you not to and uh you know, that's that's what we're doing here. We just love them each and every week and can't stop talking about them, I guess. <laughs> so let's move on to our next one. This is an email uh, from uh, Travian, I believe. Sorry if I mispronounced your name. Uh, it says, hi, all. I just wanted to say I started listening to the podcast and really enjoy it. It has really made my work day go by faster, and I've been listening to the beginning of the show. This is oh, wow. I, I think I, I think I read part of this. Yeah, and it says I love the in theater Jurassic World predictions, as I can remember doing those with me and my family. Keep up the great work, sincerely, uh, Travian. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so I did get a, a sneak peek of this question when I was entering it into my notes for the episode, and I saw the bit about the in theater predictions, and I was like, oh man, you know, I, I remember that. I remember you know, going to the theater. It was literally my wedding weekend and it was just two days, I think, before my wedding. But we were up there ready to go, getting the, you know, the wedding prepared and and, in order. And we took a a little trip out to go see the movie. And I remember sitting in there like recording. I had my phone and I I brought it up there and I was like 
in the seats recording predictions, our last minute predictions, mm-hmm. um, with my 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 cousin who was actually a, a big part of the show at the start. Uh, Dan, if anybody's listening, I don't know if anybody remembers or maybe I remember uh, Dan. Oh, man. <laughs> that's good so, times. Yeah, good I, yeah. Times. I think did I think you met him in person? Uh, uh-huh. was he in, at the exhibition? Yeah, yeah, he did show up to to Philly that that one t- with the snowstorm, right? You were there. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was there. I remember he came from like Brooklyn, uh, no, from like Hoboken that day, and it was like a lo- it took him like three hours to get there because of the snow. Um, but but yeah, so we were doing the in theater thing. He was obviously he was in my wedding and and a part of it. So we were you know we were there together. He's been a, a fan, you know for as long as I've been a fan, basically he copied me. Let's just be honest. Um, <laughs> so, you know, he's, he had the toys and, and all the, and the shirts and everything. So, um, I had my family in there. Like it was, it was him and, and his now wife. And I think it was his girlfriend at the time and my sister and, and my wife. Well, she was, I guess she wasn't my wife at that point. Oh, that's weird. Um, uh, but yeah, so we were there talking about Jurassic and, and I, Listen to back to it today, and it uh, it hurt me deep inside to hear early episodes because <laughs> <laughs> of my voice, and I don't know what I was doing. So I I apologize to everybody out there for you know for listening to those, and I, I can't believe we're still here after some of those episodes. So yeah, uh, but uh, it's a, it's a it's a special thing, I guess. I I can't take them down at this point. I don't know. So. Thank you for sticking yeah, I, through it. And uh, I, don't I don't think I could listen to my first episode. I think <laughs> I would fall into a hole. Well, that's I since, couldn't. You, since you, you're speaking of that, here, let me play the audio. I have it oh, right no! here. Cute. No. Okay. <laughs> oh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I, I'm not, I don't have it queued up. But go oh, back and God, listen to it, everybody. Go back and listen to it. I can tell you exactly when it was. Uh, but uh, mm-hmm. no, but. Um, I don't know if if Travian here is gonna catch up in like a few years to this to to like hear this voicemail <laughs> or this email, but you know, good luck. Maybe you're going back and forth between old and new, but uh, I appreciate you checking them out and uh, and enjoying them. So that's fun. Um, but uh, I don't know. I can't find a ton of enjoyment through my my old uh, voice, which was like, hey, hey guys, thanks for listening to the show. It's been fun. Uh, so anyway, yeah. Oh but, no! <laughs> but thank you. Uh, this next one here is another email uh, from Andrew, and I was, you know, I, I saw this email come in, and I was like, okay, definitely gonna have to edit this one a ton because it's very long. Uh, so, <laughs> so I started reading it, and I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to edit it. I'm going to keep it as is. So this one's going to be a little long, but uh, but we'll get through it. So it says, Hi, Brad. I just wanted to reach out and give some of my thoughts on paleontology and Jurassic Park. Let me start by saying that I love the Jurassic Park franchise. It really helped fuel my interest in paleontology and the sciences growing up. And even to this day, JP is one of my favorite movies of all time. Speaking for myself, as a paleontology nerd... I would love to see a scientifically accurate Jurassic World movie. That's why I was a little disappointed to hear about the flashback, and uh, it has a Giganotosaurus and other dinosaurs that lived millions of years ago on different continents living in the same ecosystem. Now, it may sound a little, well, actually, 
Uh, and it may sound nitpicky, but hear me out. <laughs> seeing all these dinosaurs together is like watching a World War II movie and seeing knights in armor or vi Vikings fighting alongside allied forces. It's jarring to say the least. My point is Jurassic World Dominion is the last movie in the franchise and the last time in the series to get scientifically accurate dinosaurs to the general public. It irks me that they had um, Steve Rosati a, as a paleontology consultant, and it seems like they didn't use his expertise in the flashback. Uh, what does that mean for the rest of the movie? The great thing about a flashback is that they're not beholden to the rules of Jurassic Park, so they can go wild. Give me feathered dinosaurs. Give me wolf-sized raptors. Let me see a family of Tyrannosaurids hunt some duck-billed dinosaurs. Give me an asteroid impact. The original Jurassic Park, while flawed, most dinosaurs were from the Cretaceous. Dinosaur sizes were incorrect, and wrist pronation was incorrect. Uh, but it was really groundbreaking at the time. It opened the public's eyes to fast, deadly, intelligent, warm-blooded creature creatures. For better or for worse, the original film set a precedent for all other dinosaur movies, and unfortunately, it seems like Jurassic World isn't bringing anything new from paleontology. With that, it makes Jurassic World feel dated. At the end of the day... I know it's just a movie made for the general public. I know that Hollywood is going to give the average moviegoer what they know and recognize. That's okay. I'm still going to watch Dominion when it's released and support this franchise because I love it. I guess my biggest fear is that Jurassic World Dominion will be a series of missed opportunities. Hollywood has the technology and tools to bring us something we've never seen before with a Jurassic film, but will they? To quote Hammond, How can we stand on the brink of discovery? and not act. That's from Andrew Montero, and it says, P.S., sorry for the long-winded email. I love the podcast. Keep it Jurassic. So, yeah. That was long, but I, 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 I was reading through it, and I'm like, I don't, I don't think I can cut anything. If You know, in a time where, over the past few months, people have been very irate and, and angry and, and mean and... and arrogant when it comes to how paleontology is discussed with the Jurassic franchise. I, I felt it was necessary to kind of put that out there because this was a pretty well thought out and uh, tempered approach to the conversation. I don't know if you've, you've been into that conversation at all, but uh, it's, it's a tough one. No, I haven't really. I haven't been involved with that, no. Yeah, I think, you know, once people started seeing like Andrew was saying, the different species that are together in the, the the preview, which takes place 65 million years ago. So you expect it to be dinosaurs that live together that weren't millions of years apart. Um, I know some of those dinosaurs that you see together were nearly as far apart as we are from dinosaurs. So, hmm. it, you know... It's it's really it's really jarring, like like Andrew's saying, to see them together in a flashback that's supposed to be real life and not genetically created dinosaurs. With those dinosaurs, you can take some liberties, you can do whatever you want, right? You can kind of make it up as you go along. Um, that's why we have hybrids and everything, and and dinosaurs that don't seem natural, and they found ways to kind of. Uh, you know, work that into the franchise uh, over the over the years, but um, I can understand the the um, you know 
the way people are irked by seeing these things in different time periods and yeah. seeing things not work exactly the way they should, especially when you, this was your chance, right? This was the one chance you had. Yeah. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah. That's true. That's frustrating. I mean, I, I get that. Yeah. You expect it a certain way, you, you know, it a certain way and then they come in and do whatever. And Yeah. Yeah. I, I understand the frustration at, on one hand, but I also know that like, you know, it's and Andrew said it, you know, at the end of the day, I know it's just a movie made for the general public. Um, mm-hmm. That is really what it is. And it's entertainment and Jurassic. Unfortunately, you know, it is a movie about dinosaurs and, and, and stuff, but it's not beholden to real life. You know, there's no they have no, you know, reason to be real at any point in time. You know, it's their own universe and their own way of thinking. And um, I'm okay with that. And I think, like Andrew said in the beginning, like Jurassic Park was a lot of people's foot in the door for paleontology and for learning about dinosaurs. But from that point, you actually figured it out. You figured it out yourself. Like, what do these things look like? Oh, that's not what a raptor looks like. Oh, that's not what a Dilophosaur does. It doesn't spit venom. It doesn't, you know, have a frill. Oh, this looked like that. Oh, that looked like this. So you you end up figuring it out yourself. So I don't think it I don't think we should rely on Jurassic to necessarily tell the truth when it comes to dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. I think I think it's entertainment and it's something you know they can just do whatever they want. So I, I wouldn't rely on them to give you reality, you know. But I understand the lack of reality is jarring at the same time. It's hard. It's a hard you know situation to be in. Yeah. You know, I don't really, uh, I don't, I'm not the most paleontological driven person there is. So I don't really, I don't know a lot of dinosaurs until they come across my, my plate. And I, I, you know, I see them in a film or I pick up a toy from Mattel or, you know, the Hasbro or, or, you know, Kenner stuff. Um, so really that's my foot in the doors seeing those things for the first time. So yeah, it's. Like I said before, dinosaurs were were my foot in the door for the franchise, but it's also like you got to figure stuff out for yourself at some point in time. So I I appreciate what they've done with the franchise. I, I have no hard feelings towards them making things unscientific. But um, yeah, I get it. I get the frustration at the same time. So thank you, Andrew. Any final thoughts on that one, Jen? Uh, no, I get it too. Yeah, and, and like, like you were saying that you... Yeah, for me, Jurassic Park and that is sort of my intro, but but I know I always talk about Dinosaur Safari, and if you go back and look at that, I am 100% sure those were not accurate. So that's where mine <laughs> come from, so it's even a worse case than that. Yeah. it's not They're not even trying to be accurate, and you're on like Windows 95, so they look like <laughs> little brown blobs. <laughs> oh, well, thank you, Andrew. This uh, next one we have here is a voicemail from my buddy Michael Corelli. Let's, uh, let's hear what he has to say. Hi, this is Michael Corelli, the Orlando Owen Grady. I have a question for Jennifer. When is she going to come to Orlando to experience Claire Deering's greatest attraction ever, the Velocicoaster? <laughs> so when are you going to do it? When, when are you going to go oh on? Did you, you you were down there. What, what? Why? Why did you not go on it? There's just so many family that's pulling me and keeping me at Disney World when I want to go see it so bad. Well, no, I went. What? I went in May, so I I wasn't there yet. I they didn't open yet. 
Hmm. I went May 7th. Was it was it that early? Yeah, I went May 7th through like 13 or something. And the ride yeah, I think it was wasn't open at that point? Wasn't, didn't it open in June? Well, technically, yeah. Soft openings? I don't even Wait, know if they're doing did, soft openings. Did, did you... Did you go to Universal? I forget. No. no okay, so I, I think, I think it was open, Jen. I think oh my it was. Gosh. I think it was but actually. Even then, oh my god. <laughs> okay, let me tell you something. All right, so we went. You know, we went to Disney, and we are yeah. going to Disney again in October. Okay. Um, yeah. with family, and oh, I just can't justify the price of a ticket, though. It's to hard. Just do one ride, because it's hard. you know it's an we're expensive doing park, yeah. We're doing, um, we are going, Josh and his brother are doing Halloween Horror Nights one night when we're mm-hmm. there. The rest is at Disney. We're staying at Disney the whole time. But they're doing Halloween Horror Nights one night. And I, we're going to do the, I don't like Halloween Horror Nights. I'll do the um, daytime like tours and stuff. I don't yeah. want to do the nighttime stuff. I love scary stuff, but I hate people jumping out at me. So I'll do, we're going to do like the tour of the houses in the day. So I'll be in the park. I'll be at Universal side. But mm-hmm. oh, and I, you know, I could buy a ticket and hop over just to ride it, but I can't justify that, you know. That's the only time I'll be there. And then my dad's yeah. talking about um going down for Christmas, like first week of December to Universal because that's always been our thing. We've been going to Disney and Universal in December, like since I was seventeen, which was yeah. just like what last year, anyway. But um, <laughs> it's only been a whole year we've been doing this now. Um, but we've been doing it for a long time and. He, we've missed the last couple of years because of why and the pandemic and everything. And he's mm-hmm. like, we should go back down, do the the Grinch stuff and just the holiday, the Macy's parade and all of that. And um, so we're talking about it for December. So maybe I'll get to go and experience it in December. But yeah. oh my goodness, like you don't know how bad I want to go. I've been wanting to go since that video came out. <laughs> and, oh my gosh! How how do you handle coasters? Are you are you good with like a thrilling coaster? Um, I'm okay. Like, I'll do most coasters. I mean, all right. I'll do a lot of coasters. Maybe not most. Like, I don't want to do the Hulk. I don't want to okay. do the Hulk. But I did the um the dragon, the dueling dragons. When okay. the, I did that. Um, I do like a lot at Kennywood, which is my park here. And like Cedar yeah. Point. And then I did like half the stuff at Cedar Point. Okay, like the, I did the good. Millennium Force, and that oh, was terrifying. you're fine. Yeah, you'll be fine. It's pretty terrifying, but uh, in a good way, in a good way. Plus, it's Jurassic. I mean, if you want to go watch the video and then leave the ride, that's fine, I guess. But uh, you kind of experience the whole thing. But uh, yeah, it it is tough because you know to go to the two parks down there. It, it's kind of I feel like it's kind of necessary to have like a two park pass um, and like for a single day, it's it's pretty rough. I mean, it's like it's one hundred and eighty seven dollars in October um, on a weekday for, for two parks, oh you know, gosh. so and that's without, you know, uh, I don't know if there's tax or anything for down there. I don't think there is any, but um, but it's uh, it's rough. I mean, I have I have an annual pass. So I, you know, my mm-hmm. pass is is double that ticket price basically but i can go as many days as i want so like i it's it pays off in the long run um so maybe look into that for for next year or or your your upcoming visit but um yeah it's it's tough especially for the one day because i was down there the other you know a few weeks ago and i wanted i had a, i had an extra day where i picked up my pass 
but I didn't. I had my kids with me. I could have got my daughter in for free, but my mm-hmm. son, my son was, uh, you know, he just crossed the threshold where he like you got to pay for your ticket now, and I was like, I don't want to pay a hundred. Eighty bucks, <laughs> yeah. For for he can't go on everything because I have the my daughter who can't go on like any rides because she's like a baby. So, uh, you know, so I I could not justify that that ticket price as well. It's tough, but um, you know, it's it's a great experience. In December <laughs> though, we might do it in December because we always went like always every December we would go Disney for like four nights and then Universal for two like always for years mm-hmm. until the last two years is when we stopped but we always went down um but in December here like if we go in December like it, we're gonna stay on site probably Rural Pacific or Hard Rock or something we'll stay on their property get front of the line stay like two or three mm, nights nice. like do it right get the three-day yeah. ticket do the whole thing um because why I can't really probably do much Whew, either man. I'll look at the end of December is 214. It, it, it's raised up oh, even higher. When is it the beginning of December? Uh, 187. So okay. right well, now it's is it's like that. the lowest. Right now is the lowest it's at. It's 164. So, That's insane. But yeah, it flip-flops between 160s, 180s. For two, you know, it's it's literally, you know, it's it's the price of two parks that you're paying for so it seems like a steep price but you're going to two parks so it kind of just it's justified in a way but um it's still a lot <laughs> still a well, lot but um did yeah. they do they still have like those single park one park per day ticket and stuff yeah they have one one day well one day one park 109 dollars okay would so, probably be more like that for like three days three base days probably but at that rate, you're paying 300 bucks. You might as well get an annual pass. <laughs> How much is the annual? Because Disney's annual pass is like $1,000. No, this is like three, 400 bucks. Like, so oh, man. It, it checks that's out. Not even, it, that's yeah. not bad. No, it's not bad. That's why I get it. I'm in New Jersey and like I don't get down there very often, but like I go maybe once or twice and it pays for itself. You know, if you go for a few days on one of your trips, that's that's good. You, you did it. Plus, you get discounts and things like that at, at uh, restaurants and uh, merch and stuff like that. So it all checks out. Yeah, we have a Disney annual pass that we've had oh, yeah. a couple years now. I get the DVC discount though, so there's that. So it cuts oh, it nice. like <laughs> pretty good. It cuts like three, four hundred dollars off, which is good. But so, so yeah, we're we're happy to announce that we're starting a, a trip planning company. So if you guys need uh, vacation <laughs> advice, uh, come to us for dinosaurs oh, very, and Disney. Yeah, very good at that. Very but, good at planning <laughs> Orlando vacations. <laughs> but uh, thank you, Michael. Uh, let's move on to our next email. Uh, we've got. I, I don't know if we're gonna hit all these because we've been going for a while. Uh, what is it? Hour and a half. Uh, let's see. Let's see if we can get through a few re- real quick here. This is uh, an email from Jack, and it says, "Dear Brad and Jen, I've listened to the podcast for almost a year now, and I really enjoy it. I love the new artwork a lot, and will definitely get some Mike Spires art to hang on my wall. That's awesome. Probably mm-hmm. the one of uh, the Raptor on her own. Also, my favorite dinosaur is the Parasaurolophus. I love them so much. I was thinking recently about Jurassic World Evolution. I've played about 165 hours of it and have all the DLC. I was wondering if you had to choose a new DLC to make uh, Campaign or Dinosaur, what would it be? Oof. I don't know. Uh, I was also wondering if you had heard of Prehistoric Kingdom. 
Um, I don't know. I haven't heard of that. Uh, sorry, I'm like really not cutting it here on this email. Uh, mm-hmm. And it also says, I have enjoyed Camp Cretaceous season three a lot. And uh, uh, I agree with Brad. And I think the kids are going to end up on Isla Sorna instead of the mainland. If they did get to Sorna, what do you think would happen? Spinosaurus maybe? Or even a camouflage Carnotaurus? Although I doubt that because one, the Indominus could camouflage. And two, we have already had a Carnotaurus in the show. What part of the island do you like? would you like them to end up on? The Lost World or JP3 area or a new part? I love the podcast. Thanks so much. Bye. Sorry for making you read, Brad. From Jack, mm-hmm. age 12. So everybody everybody knows. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, All ages. Yeah. So let's see. Let's go back to the beginning. Uh, if I had a chance to make a DLC for evolution, I don't even know. That would, That's a tough question. Um, I, I'm just honestly, like, speaking of Jurassic World Evolution 2, I don't know when this email came in, if it was prior to the announcement or not, but, like, I probably would have just come up with something like maybe what they're considering with the chaos theory mode or chaos mode, whatever it's called, where you kind of like have a twist on a scenario from the movie. I love that idea. So I think that's really, really cool. So I would just stick with with that idea. I know it's not a DLC. It's just actually part of the game. But um, oh, oh, gotcha. DLC, I would have one where they where you can make San Diego. The San Diego Park. Oh. That's oh, what I want. Yeah, yeah. So you have like that round park, you know, the contained park. But like I would find a way or, you know, in the game, I would find a way for you to like have guests go through, have different exhibits and shows. It would be mostly a show park because I think that's really what it was catered towards. But I think that could be really cool. Um, so that's what I would choose. Um, do you have any idea? What would you do? Would you want anything? <laughs> you don't really play them, do you? No, I don't play video games. I know not <laughs> the, all the things that he was saying, and I, I just know that Bryce does something for the evolution. That's all I know. Yeah, I'm so uh, bad at that. So bad when it comes <laughs> to video games. And I'm looking at Prehistoric Kingdom. What is this? Build, manage, grow. Is this a game? Well, this looks like evolution, kind of. I mean, I don't know if it is or not, but images look like identical to evolution. It's on Steam. Okay, that's cool. Looks cool. I don't know anything about this, but I'm going to have to check into it because it looks fun. Looks like a lot of fun. Um, But what else do we have? Uh, Oh, so season four. (sighs) What happens when they get to Sorna? Do you have any ideas? Do you think if they did go to Sorna? We don't know. It's not confirmed. But, like, what would they do if they went to use the Sorna? Do you have any uh, thoughts on that? Um. Who, like the video game or? No, no, the, the kids, the, like the, the Camp Cretaceous oh, kids. Oh, if they oh, were to, um, sorry, yeah, I was kind of combining things. But if the kids got to Sorna, arrived there on their boat, like what would happen? Um, what would they encounter? What would they do? I don't know. Like we don't really know anything outside of just old, like the old stuff, like with Jurassic Park 3 and everything. Like, yeah. I don't know. I'd probably nothing. There's probably nothing there. I've I've thought about that a lot actually because like a lot of the other materials that we've seen from like DPG and whatnot have basically told us that there is nothing there, like mm-hmm. everything's gone. I mean they you know multiple um, images and things that they've created show that the park was abandoned, that there's 
should be nothing there. They've told us time and time again that I think any of the assets were moved to Nublar and everything else died off or whatever. Um, so technically, there shouldn't be any dinosaurs there. But I think there probably will be. <laughs> I, I think, mm-hmm. you know, if anything, maybe it was a misinformation campaign of some sort where, like, they wanted people to believe that they had everything contained on one island, you know, with Nublar and that, you know. But how could you keep that from the public? That doesn't seem like, you know, they could just throw a drone over that island and be like, well, no, you're you're lying. There's dinosaurs there. So I don't really mm-hmm. know. This is like a story that really needs to be worked out in a way that, like, I hope makes sense. Uh, but, you know, there could be nothing there, which would be really boring. But I definitely think the Spinosaurus will probably be back in a big way. I don't think you could go to that island without referencing the Spino and the different variations of raptors. That's like, I really hope we get answers for it. I mentioned it earlier, like how this show answers questions for us a lot of the times. That's that this island and and the Spino and the Raptors, those are questions I really need answered. What are they? Why are they? Why are there different variants? And uh, what is the Spinosaurus? Is it really something that was a hybrid creation? Um, but yeah, I, I need answers. I need them all. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, thank you, Jack. Thank you so much. Uh, let's move over to an email here from uh, Taylan, and it says, Hi, Brad and Jen. Taylan here again. Hopefully I pronounced your name right. I'm sorry. Uh, as of making this email, it is only a day after the release of your June <laughs> Jurassic Mailbag. So apologies if more information about the to- topic uh, I'm talking about has arisen since the time of making this. If nothing changes, this email could contain spoilers more than just the theory but in camp cretaceous season three the sun is shown rising where kenji is struggling with the compass and yaz yells uh, yaz helps him however as you may know the sun rises in the east and sets in the west and the sun is shown shining on the right side of kenji's face meaning he is facing south Ooh, wow and get what and is to, i don't know I don't know. And to get real technical, the sun is slightly off exactly east and actually rises in the east northeast and sets in the west southwest. What's to the west southwest of Isla Nublar? I don't know anymore. I'm lost. Uh, Is a (laughs) sorta. Let's say that they know the mainland is to the east northeast. The compass would point to the west southwest what do you think an editing mistake or possibly a setup for season four anyway thanks so much for making great content always makes me smile and again i sincerely apologize for the enormous email and i know you don't like reading brad haha sorry if my email is sloppy and pretty much impossible to understand basically the compass is broken and points to ease the sword wow (laughs) that was some things (laughs) Look, I mean, I got to give it up because I don't know what happened in that email, but I'm, I believe it (laughs) sounds right to me, maybe. Um, But I I think, I think beneath all of the directions in this, in this one, I think there's some, some truth there that like the kids are going to mess up. Uh, I don't know that it's an editing mistake and I don't know if it necessarily matters. I think maybe, you know, like you're doing and like we always do, we look too far into some of these things. But maybe they maybe they did do that on purpose. I don't know. Um, you know, and I, I, I just think that, like, 
They showcase that Kenji doesn't know how to read the compass. And yes, they kind of figure things out and they kind of, he, you know, shows him how to do it. But I think that at the end of that episode, he's alone up in the captain's, or the, what do you call that part where you pilot a ship? You know, that room. Uh, um, yeah. Uh, he's up there by himself and he's stewing. He's angry. He's probably going to make a mistake and go the wrong way. So I think that's probably what's going to happen here. And then, you know, the anger and the tension between him and Darius is just going to grow because now, right now, Kenji is mad at Darius. But I think once Kenji messes up, Darius has a right to be mad at Kenji. So it's going to just continue to go back and forth. Um, but yeah, I, I, I appreciate this email. And I think I think you're on to something. Yeah. Do, do you know which direction is south, south, no. west, east, west? It all points to Sorna. <laughs> All roads lead to Sorna. And it's like, yeah, it's like Dom Toretto from Fast and Furious shows up and he's like, I got family on that island. And that was just an editing mistake. Um, but thank you so much for writing that in. Uh, I have a voicemail here. Let's take a listen to this voicemail. This is from our buddy Ben, who hosted the uh, the Jurassic Park book club. Take it away, Ben. Hi, Brad and Jen. I hope you both well. In light of Jurassic Park 3 hitting its 20-year anniversary, my question to you both is, what's your favourite Jurassic Park 3 scene, excluding, of course, Dr Grant and the Raptor Alan dream sequence? Mine has to be the birdcage. The score as Grant runs to stop Billy from jumping is exhilarating, and the part when the Pteranodon head swings round and faces camera sends shivers down my spine. Hmm. So, yes, what's your favourite? That's your favorite that one? That is mine. That's that's exactly mine. And when you say birdcage, that can mean like a big sequence. But no, that's exactly it. When the when the head turns and it's in focus, that's my favorite thing. But I, I also like um when they're crossing that bridge thing in the aviary and it's like foggy and then the, <laughs> the alien comes in there. Like it's all neat. Yeah. But no, that, that is it. He turned his head. I love that favorite. moment. I love that moment when they're crossing into the fog and like I, I make fun of it every time because, you know, Sam Neill has an accent in real life, but like he kind of tries to hide it, I think, in Jurassic, but also not really. And, oh, and just, oh, oh so, I have something on that really quick. Uh, OK, go actually. ahead. Go. What do you got? Did you did you watch the Netflix um, special? It was movies no. that made us. I, I haven't watched it yet. I got to I got to check it out. What did he was there something about okay. his accent? <laughs> yes. The only oh. actor interviewed on this thing, the only one is him. And he said how originally Steven Spielberg told him to do an American accent. And then Steven Spielberg was like, OK, don't do that. Do like a half <laughs> accent. So That's and amazing. then Sam Neill said, oh, now everyone thinks that my American accent is horrible because it's half. So that's there you so go. That's so funny. Wow. That's that's amazing. You know, I, I saw that that was out. I have not gotten a chance to see it, but uh, that's so funny because like I just I just made that up on the spot right there. I just, you know, it just that's what it sounds like to me. So to know that that's the way it was done on purpose was is yeah. pretty great. Um, So in that moment when he goes across and he like, he screams across to the other side. He's like, okay, come on over. And it's just like the funniest, like I, I crack up every time he says it and the accent that he uses there. And it just like, it's so funny to me that moment. Um, but <laughs> hilarity aside for, for me, uh, I think my favorite moment is also with him 
and uh, Eric when they're on the boat and and they're talking about the astronauts and the uh, well, I'm blanking. Uh, uh, what's the what's the man? I'm blanking on the thing now. What's the thing that he says? Astronauts oh, or oh man, this is terrible. Everybody's like screaming at me. Uh, Jurassic Park three. Uh, let's see, astronauts or. Man, this is bad. Astronomers. That's the other word. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. He says, uh, you know, he has a theory that there are two kinds of boys. There are those that want to be astronomers and those that want to be astronauts. Um, and I, pff, wow. I can't even say that that's my favorite scene because I literally couldn't even think of it. But <laughs> it is. It, I just, I love that conversation between the two of them. Um, and I think, like, I I love that because it is more akin to like those calmer moments in Jurassic that I really love, you know, where people are just talking, um, you know, whether it's the flea circus or, mm -hmm. you know, certain moments throughout the, the franchise where people are just having a conversation about something and not d dinosaurs are not attacking anybody. Um, so I really, really love that sequence. Um, also, yeah. I really love when Eric hears the phone and, you know, they go running towards the family and they have that family reunion. Again, mm -hmm. there's no dinosaurs in that exact moment. Of course, they do follow shortly after. But like, but I just love how like the music crescendos right there. The music is probably the best it's been in Jurassic Park 3 up until that moment. So like, I love, I love that, that, that bit of time right there. So two of my moments have nothing to do with dinosaurs. So, so yeah. But, yeah, I get um, that. Those are always one of my favorites, too. I do like the Kirby's. I like anything with the Kirby's. Uh, I laugh. I love the Kirby's. Like I said that <laughs> day, I was capping it. I was laughing so hard. I love that movie. I yeah. love everything about it. See, there's so much about that movie that like I I disliked because of things like the Kirby's and, and certain elements like, you know, I mentioned with Grant before, like I dislike those things a lot early on when I saw the movie for the first time. But as time has gone on, I've come to appreciate and, and love those things. And maybe it's for the wrong reason, like that, that I initially got in, uh, or initially, you know, didn't like them or whatever. But, uh, I, you know, I like how corny the, the Kirby's can be at times and the way that they, they handle things, but, uh, you know, it works out now, luckily. Um, so Ben followed that up with an email. Actually, this actually came prior to that he sent in the voicemail afterwards he said uh great job on the new artwork for the for the merch again thank you uh <laughs> and let me see here with that said i'd like to see a return to site b isla sorna in jurassic world dominion and particularly the old facilities uh seen in the lost world in jp3 although it would need to be done with real attention to detail and have a relevant bearing on the story personally i'd like to see more of the embryonics administration building from jp3 what part of Site B would you most like to revisit? <laughs> oh, it's amazing. There's always Here we themes. go. Here we go with the themes. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I, uh, I, you know, whether it's Dominion or Camp Cretaceous, I, I just want them to go back to that island in some way. I don't know if they'll get there in Dominion, but I think, I think, you know, there will definitely be a reference. I think that, well, we might get there because that, that container is seen you know, in the film at some point, right? Colin did share that image of the Site B container. So I don't know if it's Isla Sorna and a 
package from site B or it's site B or some, you know, I don't know, but, um, I, yeah, I don't know. I would kind of like, just like maybe a new place. Totally. I know a uh, previous email I'd mentioned would, if you'd like to go somewhere new, but, uh, yeah, I think maybe something new would be interesting. Something to tie together to two themes of Jurassic Park three and the lost world. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. I don't know. I'm so tired. It's, it's bad yeah. when, 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 uh, a lot of our questions are about Isla Sorna and like, that's like yeah. mostly covered in the lost world. And it's like, oh man, you don't like and there's the lost not world. Much there <laughs> now. And I don't really know what, what, what they could do with it. I don't know. I have no idea. Again, it would just be another, you know, destroyed thing that everybody's traversing around. So mm -hmm. who knows? But, uh, I, I, I somehow we've, we've made it to our final email. So let's, let's just breeze through it real quick. So thank you, uh, to Ben. This next one is from Nate and it says my thoughts on camp Cretaceous season three thought it was the best season. It was definitely the most horror based of seasons, but it wasn't too much that it deviated away from the tone of the Jurassic franchise, which show, uh, really seems to maintain E750 was terrifying to not only experience, but to simply look, simply look at and hear. The interactions between the campers is that it's all-time best. I love the individual stories the characters had. Darius and Ben's storyline was probably my favorite. I love how it continues to reference the films, but also the book. Yaz referenced the original park owner. Uh, that was cool. I feel like uh, since we're only at six-month mark, uh, after the incident at Jurassic World, they will no doubt somehow end up stranded on Isla Sorna. <laughs> oh, there we go. Uh, I predict <laughs> that maybe the Spinosaurus will be the big bad in season four, and season five will introduce the Giganotosaurus and set up Dominion. My theory of Dominion, I imagine we will get a live-action versions of the kids in the movie in some capacity. Maybe they, hmm. they were never rescued, and Owen, Allen, and the team run into them, and they'll all have to escape Biosyn or even Manicor and the Giganotosaurus. Uh, that might be a stretch, but I feel like the show is not the last we'll see of the kids, especially with how much Trevorrow says the show is critical to the films. What, I'll, what else I'm excited about for Jurassic June are the rumors that we're getting a Jurassic World Evolution reveal during the Microsoft E3 conference. I hope that's true. So thank you, Nate, for the email. And you touched on pretty much everything that we touched on in this episode. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the interactions between the characters, Camp Cretaceous, Sorna, Dominion, and Evolution. I think that was everything. Uh, and luckily, Evolution was announced, Evolution 2, but not at E3. It was at the Summer Games Fest. Um, I don't think the kids are going to be in the movie at all. But I do think there's a way to... That. Yeah, I've thought of it a little bit, but I, I kind of just like stop pretty quickly because I'm like, ah, I don't think it'll happen. Maybe it's possible, but um, I think I think the kids could live on in like, you know, you see these DreamWork things be made from like TV shows to movies and back and forth. So maybe they make like a Camp Cretaceous movie or something like that. I think that could be cool. Not live action, but like, you know, some sort of animated one. But uh, I think that could be cool to maybe see expanded upon. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it will happen somehow. Nothing ever really goes away. They always bring back something, revive something. Yeah, it, it happens constantly. And I think, uh, like like I said, all of this seems to be some sort of setup for Dominion. 
I don't know how big the setup will be. I don't know if, did Colin actually say it was critical or did he just say it's going to be referenced in some I way? I it was just like reference or have yeah. a, you would know of it if you see it kind of thing. Yeah, I, I, that's more so what I'm thinking. It's not like a critical thing. I think it's more of like, oh, you're going to see touches of things in Camp Cretaceous that will eventually pop up in Dominion in some way. And I honestly, I think that's Sorna. And, I, you know, I think that's really, <laughs> I think that's the only connection is really going to be because we see that container, because we see uh, that the kid's direction is wrong, whether it's southwest, north, east, southwest, west, north, or west or south. I don't know. But that seems to be the way they're going. Um <laughs> But, but uh, yeah, I I loved all those references in season three. Everything was great. But uh, yeah, I I, I think uh, I think that probably wraps it up. So thank you, Nate. Thank you, Nate, for that one. And that brings us to the end. I didn't think we would breeze through those last few fairly quickly. But they all um, talked about the same thing. That's what yeah. sometimes sometimes makes it easy, right? Is because like everybody ends up touching on a lot of the same topics because it's just like you know, we're a hive mind, uh, you know, we are, we're all connected consciousness, uh, in different places. So thank you so much to each and every person for writing, for calling and just for being on the same wavelength. Uh, I love it every, every time we can do this. So, uh, you know, I love everybody that actually takes some time to write in and call in. It really, really means a lot. So thank you to each and every one of you. And thank you to Jen for joining me again. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Thanks for putting up with me all these years. <laughs> years. It has been. It's been a lot of years, yeah. literally like since the maybe beginning year or so. Uh, so, yeah, uh, of the of the podcast. So. Yeah, it's been a long time. <laughs> yeah, but let's we're going to keep going. I mean, like everybody keeps talking about the end of the franchise. So what does that mean for the mailbag? I don't know. No, well, we'll see. <laughs> What do we talk about when there's no more films? Just Disney trips? Is that what it is? <laughs> I'm okay with that. <laughs> Sounds good. If you guys want to know about Disney trips, first subscribe to uh, Blue Apron and uh, get your you know your food delivered, <laughs> and also buy a bed from Casper Mattress and uh, go to uh, <laughs> Jurassic Vault. You can find some great pictures and. Uh, mm -hmm. D uh, Bodhi mentioned some sort of dinosaur website before. I don't remember what it was. And then somebody else mentioned Prehistoric Kingdom. So we got a lot of sponsors in this episode. So thank you so much. Uh, Jen, where can everybody uh, find you online? <laughs> um, you could find me, I don't remember, um, at <laughs> Jennifer, Jennifer underscore Lynn 89 on Twitter. Um, at the BDH Network at BDH Network and BriceyHoward.com and the Jurassic Vault at Jurassic Vault and JurassicVault.com all those things I'm everywhere well it's been fun maybe maybe we'll get back on track and do September I don't know we'll see maybe we'll do October maybe. but maybe maybe we'll go two months in a row I feel like it's been a while since we went two months in a row for the mailbag <laughs> I think the show as a whole has been all over the place this past year so we're still we're still figuring it out six years into the show <laughs> oh my goodness yeah six so years. it's been a long time but uh, thanks for joining me Jen let's head out of here alright thanks
Thank you so, so much for listening to this episode of the Jurassic Park Podcast. Of course, a huge thanks goes out to Jen for joining me once again. Uh, I, I always love chatting with her. We chat for like a while before the episode, a while after the episode, and then of course for like two hours uh, during the episode. And it's awesome. I love this is what I love about the show is being able to hang out with friends. Uh, this podcast has afforded me the ability to just make so many cool friends with similar interests. So I just love having the chance to sit down with everybody like Jen uh, and just have some conversations about Jurassic and maybe trip planning and other things uh, that maybe come across our plate during the recording. But uh, also a huge thank you to each and every person who sent something in today. Uh, it wouldn't be anything without you guys. If, if me and Jen got together, we would just be talking about random stuff probably. But we have you guys to thank for sending in your voicemails, your emails, your whatever you did. I appreciate each and every one of you. Each and, Even if you made me read. I do. I swear. Um, but thank you again so, so much for sending in uh, any questions and concerns. And be sure to send them in for the next one as well. But this has been a long episode, so I won't hold you back any longer. So thank you so, so much for listening to this one. Make sure you're staying safe out there, stay healthy, and make good choices. And of course, be kind to everybody you interact with across the, the internet, in person, whoever it may be. Just try to be kind. Um, so thank you so much. But I'm going to go ahead and hand it off to myself for the outro. Take it away. Be sure to give us a follow over on Twitter at Jurassic Park Pod and myself at Brad Jost. Also on Facebook and Instagram at Jurassic Park Podcast. Don't forget to join the Jurassic Park Podcast group on Facebook. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Audible, our website, or wherever else podcasts are found. So be sure to follow along. Also, don't miss our live streams toy hunts, reviews, in-depth bonus content, gameplay, event and theme park coverage, and much more on our YouTube channel. If you haven't already, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We will read your reviews at the end of most episodes, so be sure to spare no expense. Find us on the web at JurassicParkPodcast.com, where you'll find today's episode's show notes, articles, contributor bios, and so much more. If you want to get a hold of us, you can fill out the contact form on our website, or send emails to JurassicParkPod at gmail.com. We're always looking for new segments, contributors, mailbag submissions, or anybody who just wants to say hello. Feel free to call our voicemail line at any time to leave us a message. That number is 732-825-7763. Make sure to be kind to everybody and stay safe out there. Thanks for listening and enjoy. By the way, Jen hates everything about the Lost World.